We're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. That would make me terrible, Troy. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by Liesl Hansen here for Women in Horror Month. It's very good to have Woo-hoo! you here. Nice. It's so one year in thinking. Yes. Woo woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, one year late, but still here. <laughs> lethal. Yeah. Evil, lethal. Oh, lethal, lethal, lethal. Yeah. Oh, that's that's actually hard for me to say. But yeah, like that's it. a that's a tongue twister. I like it. Yeah. Lethal. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody can. Yeah, do it's it. harder than you think. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll look great times. in print, though. That's that's the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, I'll get to work on that. So, uh, this last year has been crazy, but you made a short film that we played during um, uh, the festival uh, last year sometime, uh, Help. So uh, did you ever think of directing before you did that? Um, I mean, I did. I took a directing class um, in college. It was directing for the stage, and I really loved it. I mean, something about you know, the kind of person that I am, I want to do everything. I have a very hard time limiting myself to uh, one area of, of interest. But the thing about, you know, I'm an actor and as an actor, like that's the thing that I know that I need to do. So I've always thought like, maybe I would do some directing, but it always felt a little more casual and like, how do you even get started? And, and how does that happen? But um, something about, <laughs> being inside left to my own devices for a long period of time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm so, thank you for showing my short. Oh, yeah, I'm very no, proud of it. Sending it. Yeah. That thank was you. great. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to do something. And uh, a friend of mine, Whitney Moore, who's awesome, uh, was putting together a little, you know, just for fun, a little short festival. And she assigned each of us randomly a letter of the alphabet. And, uh, and so it was an A to Z, each of us make a short that's under five minutes. Uh, And I got H and I made help. And uh, because I wanted to really make things 10 times harder on myself (laughs) at every step, um, I did it all myself using only, um, you know, materials and supplies that I already had that I could use for free. So like just shooting it on my phone uh, with, you know, two broken tripods and nothing. <laughs> um, and I'm really uh, surprised and delighted that it's gotten into some festivals and, and gone around and, you know, gotten some, gotten some love. Yeah, I'm no, like, it's cool. Obviously, it wasn't a good time for anybody, but I did see a lot of cool creative things come out. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of people just sort of um, uh, getting back in touch with creativity for the fun of it, for the joy of it, rather than for the like commercial hustle of right. it. At least that's like I saw a lot of my friends sort of, you know, getting into I think it comes from the same um the same inspiration source as like all the people that were baking bread and all the people who were, you know, uh, taking up new hobbies like that. So. Yeah. I, I, I learned pixel art. Nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw that. That stuff's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what was that experience like uh, creating help all by yourself with no help? With no help. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really like, a relief to see that I got to the end of that process and had, you know, something that people could watch, you know, it didn't just, it wasn't just like a pile of footage and nothing like, (laughs) so, (laughs) so, you know, step one checked off the list is it makes something that people can watch. Fantastic. Um, It was a lot, a lot harder (laughs) in some ways than I thought it was going to be, which I know sounds silly because I really was setting myself up for a challenge. I love a challenge, but like I had, you know, I I had a deadline that I was up against. I'd been working on it forever, almost like around the clock. And I hit the point where I had a free afternoon and I was like, okay, today's going to be the day where I write the music that goes in the thing. And I, for some reason, thought it was going to take maybe a couple hours. I've never written a song. I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking, but something about, I, I think I respond really well to having a deadline. So just sort of like keeping going and no time to, no time to doubt myself, uh, I think really helps me in my case. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. I'm happy that, um, it's got me sort of 
you know, out of my own head as far as creating creative creativity and and making something and like seeing that if that's what I could do with those constraints and with that time crunch and with you know not literally not knowing what I was doing um uh you know the next one's just going to be that much easier um so I'm really fired up about making stuff right now in oh, general that's really cool. yeah making more uh, weird gross art yeah did that what, what about that anthology with all the letters is it out there? Um, you know, people have, I think, taken their pieces and and put them up. But yeah, the anthology was just was just for us, and I think it was um, partially because people didn't want to worry about music licensing and stuff like that. They really wanted to to get into it. But um, the short that Whitney Moore, whose festival it was, uh, the short that she made is uh, is out, um, and I think it's probably still on YouTube. It's called Seed. And it's okay. really gross in a way that delights me to no end. <laughs> well, now we'll have to seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. You should just know about her in general. All right. Yeah. Uh, Trish, did you have a question? I do. Sorry, Hi, my cat. <laughs> Hi. I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to see your face. Do <laughs> I love your face? Um, <laughs> Um, my question for you, Liesl, is I know you're always so busy. You're one of the busiest actors I know, and uh, for good reason, because you're amazing. But um, so tell us about some of your upcoming projects. Um, right now, right now, I'm trying to f- I'm, I'm waiting to find out what the next big thing is going to be. I don't know what the next thing is going to be, but there's, you know, in, in a very actorly way, there's a bunch of things <laughs> Um, my dog is crying. I don't know if you can hear, but everything's fine. There's just a mailman. Winston checked in. Winston. Um, so there's a couple of things in in the ether that are being talked about, but are not to a point where I could say anything yet. So send me good vibes. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm definitely hoping that some that some good stuff comes through soon. And you know, the sort of I'm 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 ready for a project that has some meat to it. You know, I want to. I want something that takes some time. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I started teaching myself, similar to the pixel art, I started teaching myself uh, stop motion. So I'm oh, nice. very slowly working on my own little, another project. That's something I'd always like to do too. I assume that's very time consuming. Oh yeah, but it's but in a great way. Like mm-hmm. if you have a chunk of time where there's nothing going, there's no better way in my experience to make time go by than to sit down with a bunch of little things that you have to move very slowly. <laughs> it's like I'll go through 8 hours and think, "Oh, I should go to the bathroom" and then try to get up and realize <laughs> that I've been sitting like on top of my foot in a in a weird um in a weird way. So, um so yeah, so I have, uh, I'm working on that. I have a couple of projects uh, that might involve some people who are I here. I know you found out about one just recently. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, that we can't talk about yet. I assume we still can't talk about <laughs> 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 um, uh, And I'm auditioning a lot. Most of my auditions right now are um, in the commercial zone. I uh, actually have, uh, not, not to brag, but I, I have two auditions today. So not today has been a little bit of like crazy running around. Um, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting and I'm trying to, oops, I'm waiting and I'm trying to not go crazy while I wait, basically. And like, you know, that's part of what, what getting into a creative space uh, where I can like control my own thing uh, that's part of what that is so great for is just like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of the, of the wait for the thing to come. To right, me. Right, right. Um, I also nudged my ring light. So hang on one second. Oh, okay. So I just really want to be super bright. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's an interesting question. Usually people ask for like your favorite of something, but uh, Dean Maya wants to know what's, uh, what genre of horror do you hate? What genre of horror do I hate? Um, I'll say, I mean, I love, I love a lot of things. It's a, it's a lot easier. It's very hard for me to pick favorites. Um, but this is actually a a little bit easier than that because the first thing that springs to mind, I don't know if it's exactly a genre, 
but I am really, really tired of um, CGI, uh, you know, um, creepy ladies that crawl around and then bend over backwards and mm, yeah. scuttle around in the CGI shadows like yeah, a little yeah. spider people. Right. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired of of murky CGI. I don't find it scary. There's very few times when something that has that has that look. Also, for a, for a few years there, there were just so many movies coming out one after the other where the trailer had the person bending over backwards, and I'm like, yeah, the first time you saw it's kind of cool, but then when you see it like in every movie, it's uh, like the bones kind of, cracking sound, and you're like, yeah. ooh, and then the second time you're like, well, <laughs> that's a contortionist with some CGI put on top of them, and that's great, good for them, but it's not, um, yeah. I, I find uh, things that are that are you know practical effects yeah. and things There's that something are about not... you could tell the weights there. It's actually yeah, there. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'd rather I ten times out of ten would rather look at um, you know a, a cheesy even if it's cheesy like something. Well, I, I always think like cheesy, yeah, she, like cheesy uh, effects that are practical still have a charm to them. Where like bad CG just looks bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that CG, uh, CGI can be great for enhancing something that is real or, you know, making there be be depth in a scene. And there's a lot of really great applications for it. But for creating something out of nothing, a lot of the time, I'm like, that's not scary. I don't like it. Uh, Andrew Munster. Hello, everyone. Uh, Liesl, do you have a dream role in the horror genre? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I've had the chance, traditionally speaking, um, I wind up playing a lot of like, uh, very, very fragile, very frail, um, characters. And, uh, that's sort of, I've, the last couple of years, I've gotten a chance to play a couple more like, uh, you know, sort of badass type people a little bit. And, um, I want to, I want to keep going that direction and see what happens. You know, I want to be... Like really, I want to be Herbert West. Like I want to be Herbert West. Uh, there you go. I want to be. I want to, I want to be the person who's in charge. I want to be the person with the plan. <laughs> I want to be. I want to, you know, saw people's heads off. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I want to be the the engine that drives the the story, and whatever that means, you know. Uh, I was also I was talking to my boyfriend last night, and we were watching a movie with. Uh, Maggie Smith and she was wearing all these like fabulous outfits and it was this really like dramatic um, it's called Travels with My Aunt it's not horror but it's really fun um, but she was wearing all these like sort of Moira Rose-esque you know costumes and this sort of over the top thing so I think somewhere between um, you know being being my version of the like down and dirty male protagonist of a horror film. And, but then also like, I love that thing of, of being the grandiose, you know, you can combine the two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a new I've, take I've, on Herbert West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, I want to do, I want to do everything, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to be, I want to feel what it feels like to be the, the really bad guy, the really crazy guy. And like uh, the person who is the who is the motivation behind the movie. Uh, speaking of Herbert West, I've always seen a lot of pictures of you and Stuart Gordon. Was he like a mentor of yours? I mean, I I think so. I I I loved Stu. Um, you know, I think that uh, God, I miss him. I miss him so much. Um, he directed uh, Reanimator the musical. I don't know if any of y'all saw that, but um, I haven't. Seen, I always wanted to see it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I've seen uh, clips on YouTube, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he directed Reanimator the musical in Los Angeles, and it was supposed to run for six weeks. It ran for six months uh, because we just kept getting extended. Uh, and then the next couple years of my life, we we closed down, we reopened, we toured, we closed, we opened. So so there were there was a chunk of about four years there where uh, where I was getting to be in Reanimator the musical. Uh, we did over a hundred performances of that show, uh, and it was a really big deal to me. Like we all loved it. I think we, you know, the group of us that were in that show from the beginning formed a really strong bond. I love those people. Um, 
you know, Graham Skipper, Jesse Merlin, um, Stuart, like Stuart, uh, was amazing. He was an amazing person. Um, but, uh, I think it was an extra big deal for me because I was the only person who got cast in that show without knowing somebody who was already involved in it. Um, so I really did walk in off the street and not only that, but I had a Herbert West sticker on the back of my car that had been there since I was 17 when I, when I, you know, parked at the theater and went in and, uh, you know, the guy was working, who was working the sign in sheet was like, Hey, do you, do you know the movie? I was like, yeah, I know the movie. It was like, Stuart Gordon's in there. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) Don't tell me that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I think of him as uncle Stu, I, I love him. He's one of the best storytellers, one of the most creative people, one of the warmest. And, and, and never, you know, even after 100 performances, never hit a point where, where the show was fine and he was done trying to make it better. Like, it, there was always something, even, you know, our, our last closing night ever, uh, Graham Skipper, who played Herbert West, tells the story, the, our last closing night, you know, we're getting ready to do the show. And Stu comes backstage and starts saying, you know, I was thinking in this scene, maybe you could try this. And, and Graham's like, what are you, this is the, this is the last show, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, the theater does not normally work that way. Normally, you know, you stop giving notes at a certain point. But Stu was like, well, it's one more show. So it's one more chance to get it right. So, which makes him sound like a taskmaster. But it was really just like he loved theater so much. And he loved, we all loved the show. And we all wanted it to be as good as it could possibly be. So, Uh, I'm I'm so grateful. I haven't seen the musical. Does it follow the movie, uh, basically? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yes, you know, uh, it was Stewart's movie to begin with, and he was uh, instrumental in turning it into a musical. Um, the score, which is by Mark Nutter, uh, is it turns it, um, it's very operatic. It's really good music. Like, I think that's part of what, what makes it so successful is that it's not uh, gimmicky at all. Each, you know, just like in a really good musical theater, each of the songs moves the story forward and... Um, there's a lot of really intense earworms in the, um, in the music. And, um, you know, I've been a huge fan of the movie since the first time I saw it, but I do think that the musical has the benefit of, you know, you get to, you get to hear what the characters are feeling. So the, it's more that you get more invested to, to me, I think, you know, uh, the emotional parts are are deeper it it really it really is like it's quite sad when when characters start you know getting hurt it's like oh no <laughs> i really want to see it yeah i've been wanting I, to see I it mean, lately, yeah. i hope that it i hope that it uh finds another life because it it was the most fun i've ever had on stage one of my brother here troy's favorite movies so i watched it many times as a child Nice. And and as an adult. <laughs> yep. Oh, your brothers. Yes, yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, same last name. Oh, yeah, I got you. But Jones you. is fairly common. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I had a second where I was like, oh, you know, like, like, like brother, but no, like brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Not yeah. like, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Literal brothers. Yep. Yeah. A lot of times if like I go to check in somewhere or something and I'll give the last name Jones and they'll be, we have to be more specific than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Scott says, I can say from personal experience, storytellers, uh, let Liesl Hansen be your Herbert West. She can do it and more. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Scott. And uh, Mary Goodall says that uh, she wants to see you more as a bad guy. Hell yeah. I know Mary Goodall from from uh, we went to we were in the same at the same college together in Sacramento really? way back in the day. Hi, Mary. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Trusty, you have another question. Yes, Lisa. I'm always curious about what scares uh, horror creators. So do you have any fears or phobias you can tell us about? I don't, I'm. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I don't have any. I don't know if I have any. F- any fun ones. <laughs> um, fun fears is 
Yeah. No, that's not true. Um, I, I maybe not fun, but um, I, I uh, am very scared. It's it's very specific, but um, anytime there's a like my heart's already beating. Um, a car that goes into the water, like in a movie, mm. like when somebody is like trapped in a right, thing yeah. that's filling up with water, but especially a car. Um, I saw a news story when I was very young where they were showing what happens and how you have to like break the window and cut the seatbelt and get out. And uh, I think it really stuck with me. But yeah, um, uh, the combination of car plus water, very scary to me. Um, uh, you know, uh, mortality in general, not super fun. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the idea of, of, uh, of dying before you get to achieve anything. <laughs> so super fun um, things that are, that are, <laughs> you know, normal. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, heights and animals and stuff, I'm fine with all the animals until they're on me. Um, uh, and I, in general, I have a lot of, I'm very drawn to things that I'm scared of. So I, I get scared by a lot of things, but as soon as I feel that it makes me want to, like, I'm scared of guns, like really scared of guns. But I also, that makes me want to go to a gun range and like get trained on how to do that so that, you know, so that I can not, not just because so that then if I get in a movie where I have to play with guns, I can do it safely mm -hmm. um, and, and believably, but also because I, I like that feeling. I like that, that tension is very magnetic to me, which I think is part of the reason why I like horror to begin yeah, with. Can ask that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I segue? Did I naturally segue? Yeah, good. Yeah. But hey, yeah, that's, there that's, we go. Um, uh, you know, I, especially as a kid, was was very easy to scare. Super easy. Like, everything gave me nightmares. Everything was scary. And then at a certain point, that just became a feeling that I liked. It didn't, it didn't go away. I mean, I, I get scared by movies a lot less now. But oh, okay. every now and a lot more now, but yeah, a lot less. <laughs> every now, I mean, I you know I've watched so many things now yeah. that it kind of it kind of evens out. But even you know every now and then you watch something that that'll give you a nightmare, and it's it's like yeah, that's the stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's not that's a good not feeling. how I feel at all. <laughs> I never say up like yes. <laughs> I'll say I. I watched, um, and I was surprised by it too. I watched when I watched Hereditary in the theater. I had to, I had like, I had to get up in the middle of the night and turn my lights on because I was having a full night terror. Like she was in the corner of my room, spidering around on the ceiling, and I had to like fully turn all the lights on. And I, it stayed with me, you know. It's not it's not a great feeling in the moment, but the feeling of something, you know, really staying with you is is so exciting. Yeah, I think any type of emotional uh, connection, even if it's a negative one, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and especially because I I watch so much horror now that to to feel like oh I can still get got like that mm -hmm. is sort of like ooh yeah they did good. <laughs> so what were some of the first horror movies that gave you that feeling? Um, that, that like, uh, that like, Ooh, this is too scary. Yeah, no, I'm not saying your favorite ones, but ones that gave you like that feeling that you're scared. Of I saw, I saw like five minutes of poltergeist at a friend's house when I was like nine that I think it stayed with me even worse because I didn't see what happened. Cause it was just it was like the TV was on, it was in the middle of the movie, and then they turned it off. But the the clown under the bed stayed with me for years. Um, uh, I watched, when I was even younger than that, somebody put on, I was in a like a daycare thing, you know, I think my parents went to a party, and uh, somebody put on the Goonies. Maybe, I was maybe five or six, and... Um, I don't remember a single second of it because I think I just saw a skeleton and was just done for the rest. <laughs> like, like I couldn't, I don't think I got over it ever. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, it was really easy. Like I was having nightmares from, uh, you know, a never ending story, um, return to Oz. Oh my God. Return to Oz scared the crap out of me. Like not just there's a lady and she changes her head around, which is very scary, but like, uh, you know, there's a desert, you can't touch it. It turns you, that it turns you into sand. That's like, that's even before you get into, you know, Dorothy's getting electroshock, which is not, how is that in a kid's movie? But it's one of the best. I love that movie. Um, I want to ride the gump. He's, he's <laughs> the best thing in the universe. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I got, I think the first horror movies that I could handle were absolutely horror comedy. I think that was my sort of um, my runway into being a person who could appreciate it, uh, which is interesting because if I think of, you know, what do I get, what do I get cast in the most? What am I the most drawn to? It's horror comedy. Um, but yeah, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, Death Becomes Her. I watched uh, Hocus Pocus. And then I, somebody at some point uh, showed me Army of Darkness. And that, I think, was the real, that blew my mind. Because it was, it was, it was scary, you know, the, uh, it was scary and All it was the gross. Even Rihanna yeah. the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it had an intensity to the, to the, to the creatures and the, the scariness of it. But then it's so funny that you always have, it never got too much for me. And um, that really, I think, was the thing that made me think, like, oh, I can, I can, I can handle this. Yeah. yeah. As a big Dungeons and Dragons uh, kid, uh, Army of Darkness was, uh, was a great Oh, movie. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm becoming a Dungeons and Dragons kid. Oh, really? like I played now. in decades, but yeah. Late, late in life. <laughs> I approve. I approve. Yeah, uh, yeah. As long as you find it, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mary says uh, she can't put her feet out of the covers. Thanks to the conjure. <laughs> nice. And uh, Dean agrees with uh, poltergeist being very scary. Oh yeah. yeah without a doubt. And return Even to us, now, if you watch it, that, yeah, that's a disturbing movie. Yeah. Actually, when she, you said the, the clown, I was the, the uh, that was stuff that would scare me as a kid. Cause I have a lot of action figures. Anytime there was like a, a toy that would be possessed or not even possessed, but would move around. It would be a scary toy would freak me out. Cause I had a lot of yeah. action figures in my room <laughs> and yeah. I still do. Apparently. Yeah. See, lots me, of things that could move. Yeah. <laughs> right. yep. For me, it's floppy like toys, like sock monkeys. Really? I don't know why. Like, yeah, I need to uh, make a sock action, action figures are like, I don't know. I think because you can, you've broken an action figure, uh huh. And like with a like soft toy is a, more like yeah, flesh. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What would you do? Like the sock monkey's rolling all around you. Yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> it's that rolling point. all around you. I like that. Yep. It, That's it's like know, a snake wrapping you up. It's like nah, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> That's I think that would I, be my weird fear. Yeah. Sock when monkeys. I was a when I was a kid, I was so scared of ghosts. Ghosts. I was not scared of monsters. I was not scared of because you can't touch the ghost. You can't push the ghost away. The ghost is going to do whatever the ghost does. And that was, you know, in my in my kid brain, I think I had the thought of like, you know, if it's a if it's a vampire, I'm going to go like that. If it's a, you know, I can, I can, I can use my little kid fists and do something, but if it's a ghost, you're just, you're screwed. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> That's true. You have the rules for vampires. As long as you can, you know, yeah. do the finger cross, you're all good with that. <laughs> yeah. But ghosts and sock monkeys, they're exactly, <laughs> they're just, you're just screwed at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It always goes back to ghosts and sock monkeys. Yep. Yeah. Was, that, that's the name of my book one day. When Troy and I were kids, we actually tried to make armor for action figures out of the metal off of off batteries. And we were breaking them with a hammer and the oh, battery wow. has to went into my eye. And uh, maybe that's why I'm afraid of action. Ooh, oh, that could be it. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that was my fault. Cause I'm what? Eight years older than Neil. 
nine, but we'll, we'll nine, go. So, so definitely yeah. your fault. Yeah. yeah. Solidly, you should. Oh, no, without better. a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of my better ideas at like 12 or whatever it was. Still enterprising. You know, you're making yeah. things. You're trying to you're trying yeah. to do something. Yeah, it's true. We can still try it out, I think. <laughs> and little Neil, he's fascinated. He's watching me and I'm banging with the hammer away on the on like mm-hmm. a nine volt battery and squirt it all over him. And I'm like, oh. yep, good. I just bl- blinded my little brother. <laughs> Perfect. Check that off the list. Yep. <laughs> saying he was 12. It was like last week. Yeah, oh. it was. But, you know, <laughs> 12 at heart. We, we had just watched Forged and Fire. And I'm like, come on, now, let's, let's make some armor for the figures. <laughs> uh, Tris, do you have another question? Yeah, um, you mentioned uh, Jack Bennett earlier, and he's also a great uh, horror creator. So I'm wondering if you guys get to collaborate together, and if you do, how do your skill sets complement each other? That's a good question. I think we're both waiting to find out about that. We've been we've been talking a little more about you know creative collaboration lately, but I think. Um, you know, he's been really cool about, uh, I think he's, he saw me starting to sort of, you know, have a bigger urge to create and, and my little like fledgling, uh, you know, filmmaker instincts and, and has made it very clear that if I need help, he's there, but otherwise he's gonna, he's gonna let me do my thing, which is great because, you know, uh, he is a great director and uh, a great performer. And if he wanted to get all up in my biz, he absolutely could. Um, but, you know, having the space to be able to, um, you know, fiddle around and then come to him if I need help, you know, uh, has been really, has been really great. Uh, and I get very nervous to show him, you know, he's been the first person that, I, that I've shown, uh, you know, the couple things that I've made so far. And I get really nervous, but once he is into it, I'm not worried about anybody else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would really like to, we've acted together a couple times once or twice. Um, but we haven't, uh, we haven't done the actor director thing really. Although I did have him, um, uh, he was the, he's the first actor that I've directed in one of my, shorts uh but he's you know he did a a voiceover bit for me uh and and you know that was that was great (laughs) i hope that i directed him well (laughs) yeah (laughs) we didn't get into any um any you know big uh tense moments so (laughs) at least at least i didn't step on any toes i don't think but yeah i'm i'm really hoping that we get to um (laughs) we get to work together uh, you know, on something bigger because I think that he has a real sense of who I am as a performer, and I'd really like to see, you know, uh, how how much we could we could push me into like something that I haven't done before. When did you? Uh, when was acting something you wanted to pursue? Um, I wanted to be an actor when I was super young. I think it was the first thing that I ever said I wanted to do. Um, so maybe like three or four, oh, wow. five, somewhere in there. Um, and my, you know, my family, my lovely family, uh, you know, bless them. But they, uh, I think, had a big issue with that idea because they, you know, uh, uh, both of my parents are artistic, but do not come from performance backgrounds. So it was very like, oh, all those all those people and all those child actors and they're all hooked on drugs and this and that. So I had a couple of years there where I was really trying, you know, at a very young age, trying to figure out what else I wanted to be. And, you know, am I going to be a scientist? Am I going to be a vet? Am I going to, and at a certain point, my mom just said like, okay, we're going to put you in some theater and see what happens. And, and uh, yeah, so it's really the only thing that I've ever consistently wanted to do. It's kind of wild to think about, um, you know, my my goal my entire life really was never, you know, people would say, oh, do you want to be famous? Do you want to be a big movie star? And I would say, no, I just want to, I want to make enough money acting that I don't have to do anything else, 
you know, that I don't have to have another job. Like if that's my job, then I'm great. And everything else is whatever it is. Um, but I, I hit that goal a couple years ago and that has been very strange because now I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta set my sights a little higher now because I'm there, but I, I'm still not, you know, performing in the things I want to be performing in. I'm still not at the level I'd like to be at. So it's been, it's just been very interesting, but yeah, I, I did theater my entire life growing up. There's plenty of other things that I like, but acting is the only thing that I, that I need to do. Uh, do you still do theater? Yeah. Well, um, whenever I can, I mean less now because it does take up so much time. Um, but I'm in a theater company. I'm a member of theater of note. Uh, and um, I've done some fun stuff with them. We did a, a play uh, called for the love of, or the roller derby play uh, a couple years ago that got to perform at the Kirk Douglas theater um, as part of their, like they, they do a thing called block party where they go to the smaller theaters and choose a couple of shows. And then, um, and then the, the shows from these little black box theaters get to perform on the big fancy Kirk Douglas theater stage, like professional, you know, the most beautiful facility, everything. So, um, and that was a super fun play too. It was like right, right up my alley. Cause it's, it's all roller derby and, and dance and we did a bunch of roller skating together and dance training and we had um you know we got to design our own derby makeup and it was it was the most fun ever so yeah when when my love of when my love of performance and my love of like big weird extreme (laughs) Uh (laughs) i think the thing that makes me love theater uh, is the same thing that makes me love horror is like these opportunities to do something that is, that is bigger and more different than what you get to do, um, you know, in, in very grounded, smaller types of performing. Did you have any experience in roller derby before that? No, um, I, I, I love it now though. Uh, yeah, we all went out to somewhere like I want to say like Pacoima, there was this big derby match in a basically like a parking lot that they had tricked out and it was so much fun and seeing how hard they hit it's it's serious there's no it's it's real and those girls seeing them with the giant bruises that are just covering hat like bruises and skid marks and broken bones and these you know tough badass hilarious women i love it so much um, but yeah, I, I, I have skates, um, mm. but I'm not a, I'm not a derby person. All right. Uh, if I wasn't worried about, uh, you know, the, the face, maybe. <laughs> very, very true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to think about the face. Uh, launch over Sophia and Michael. They just say, look yeah! at all these awesome people. That's very nice of them. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one we should read out. Hi friends. Uh, yeah. Jack Bennett has a big smiley face. He does uh, in in life. Yeah, I, I, I was just saying just that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Um, uh, Dobbs wants to know. Uh, I guess this is for anyone, but we'll ask Liesel. What do you think Rosemary's baby's up to these days? Ro- the baby? Yeah, the actual baby. <laughs> That'd be all grown up. I mean, I don't know, but I want that baby to hit me up. They seem cool as hell. Yeah. I want to make friends with the devil. Yeah. Well, yeah, they make all these sequels to stuff from years ago. We can get a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's um, and it's about son, and it's about the baby trying to trying to find its place in a, in split splitting the time between um like you know like a like a child of divorce like two homes. So you've got like the human world oh, yeah. and the like a you know a, a Persephone in the underworld sort of sort of thing. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, don't steal that pitch. It's not a pitch yet, but don't steal. Shit. Let it out. Yeah, snip that bit. Uh, Mary Goodall, is there somewhere other than LA that you would uh, want to do your job, city, country, or otherwise? Ooh. Um, I mean, part of the reason why I like acting is because I want to travel and go a lot of different places. Like, there's only... It, it, my My thinking has always been that if I want to do every job and experience everything and go everywhere. My best chance is to get paid to pretend to be a bunch of different people. So 
I love, you know, I've had a couple opportunities to travel for work um, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, they've all been to the desert though. Oh. <laughs> and I love the desert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm California. I was born in California. Um, I would love the chance to live in San Francisco at some point. I love that city. I was born there, um, but I've never really spent much time there as an adult. Um, but also, yeah, I, I think that my hope is that at some point, um, I can, I can loosen, you know, LA could, if I, if my career gets to a certain point and then I can sort of loosen up, uh, the grip that LA has on me of like, you have to stay here in order to do this job. I would love to try living in New York. I would love to try living in San Francisco. Um, I, I want to go. I'm going to go everywhere. I don't, I think I'd have to go some more places and try them out if I was going to know if I wanted to live there. But I will say I've, I've been lucky enough to go to the, um, the fringe festival in Scotland as a performer twice already. And I know that's not indicative of what it's like under normal circumstances because it's like, you're going to theater Mardi Gras, but I will say both times I had a very hard time coming back home. I, I loved being there for every second so i feel like you know maybe the maybe the summer home is there maybe the (laughs) but yeah i i do love la though i love it here you know the city i've been here um for many years and i feel very at home here so i'm not looking to to change it up anytime soon uh, Michael does mention they actually did make a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Look what happened to Rosemary's Baby. And the, the premise is very similar to, uh, to what you pitched. Baby Adrian is now all grown up and separated from his mother, wrestling with the occult influence that plagued him and trying to outrun Satan himself. Wow. Now I'm trying to figure out if I like knew that on a subconscious yeah, level. I actually, I'm just really smart. It. I think the jury's out. <laughs> and that, why did I think... What what is the name of the of the title of this? Oh, uh, look what happened! Look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby. Why did like I think you were going to say, movie? "Look who's talking to"? <laughs> Absolutely, that's a completely like, different movie. The sequel to Rosemary's Baby is "Look Who's Talking To." <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Andrew wants to know: uh, Do you like working with newer directors or directors with more experience? Um. I've worked with a lot of newer directors. Um, I think it just depends on, I think it just depends on the director. Um, you know, I like working with somebody as a director who's, who's collaborative, who's going to, you know, pay attention to what I'm doing and offer suggestions. I don't, I don't ever want to be um, in a bubble where I'm just making the decisions and, you know, cause sometimes you, you work with somebody and it, you know, who knows, maybe you're on a time constraint or you got to get the next shot or whatever it is, but you start feeling like there's not a lot of feedback and, you know, then you have to remind yourself like, okay, if, uh, if I wasn't, if it wasn't working, they would have me do something else. So it must be at least working, but I do really like collaborating with people. Um, uh, yeah, so so whoever's gonna whoever's gonna you know enter into that kind of relationship with me, uh, I'll be happy with. I'm I'm confident enough that I can go onto a set with a newer director and make choices and you know do my job. But it's really fun when when there's a good like, why don't you try? Why don't you try? I love that. Anytime I get the hey, why don't you try this? I'm like yes, tell me whatever it is. I want to try it. So. Uh, Jack wants to know, uh, ask Weasel if she's hiding the Fright Night cross-shaped burn under her bangs today. (laughs) No, (laughs) not this time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we did a, um, Jack and I have both been involved in uh, readings a couple times, like Zoom readings of uh, of scripts. And uh, there was a reading of of Fright Night. So you were Evil Ed? I was Evil Ed, yeah. Nice. uh, 
you know, it, and it becomes a sort of thing with these readings where people are sort of like hiding props and sort of trying to outdo each other, um, like an unspoken sort of element to it. Uh, and this was my my first one of those. So I had I had my bangs down the whole time. And then when it got to that point, I gave it. <laughs> and I think it really it really <laughs> it's really surprised some people because I didn't know any of them. But I just I wanted to give. I love Evil Ed so much. I love, I love Evil Ed too, yeah. and I wanted to give it that little that little yeah, extra pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're so cool, Bruce. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's such a good. I was, <laughs> I was like amazed that they let me play that part. That's great. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that movie gets enough credit because everyone thinks of Scream being the first like self-referential horror movie, but uh, they were doing it, saying about all the rules of vampire movies. I think Scream is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, uh, I'm a fan of, of both of those movies, but I, I, I feel like Scream isn't even in the same category as Fright Night. Fright Night. It's Fright Night for me. It's, it's Chris Sarandon. Oh, he's the man. He's, he is, he is the vampire of, of my life. (laughs) He's amazing. (laughs) I love it so much. I it's so hot in that part. It's not that doesn't have anything. That doesn't have anything. He has a sweater with the boat neck. It's very important for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with that, also. But Evil Ed's one of the best characters. I I love him. Oh yeah. And Michael does say, Troy, you're right, it was a TV mill uh TV movie. Was it? All right. I had that feeling. Uh Tris, another question? Yes. Um, can you talk about some of the pros and cons of working on bigger budget projects versus uh, little indie projects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, uh, you know, there's a lot of, in, in my experience, there's a lot of, um, of like comfort and and luxury that you can get you know a lot of a lot of a lot of food a lot of places to sit a lot of you know people taking care of you and your body uh when you're on something with a a bigger budget there's like a cushion of money uh often um you know that you don't get when you're when you're roughing it um but there's also you know the drawback to that is that i've been in uh, situations a couple times where I'm on set, uh, especially for commercials where, you know, uh, you don't know anybody and not only do you not know anybody, but you, you literally maybe don't even know who the director is or what they look like because they're back way back on the other side of the room behind a giant wall of monitors. And so they just become this voice that just sort of like, at you and you can't even my first commercial that I did you know everybody was so lovely but I was brand new on working on that scale and I couldn't figure out where anybody was because there were so many lights and monitors and things that I just if it, it, it's a weird space to be in to be performing like that to feel very disconnected from the people that you're working with um on the other side of things uh you know, I've, <laughs> I worked on a, on a feature where I was the only woman on set for um, almost the entire time that we were filming. And we were filming uh, like in a big dry lake bed in San Bernardino. We were filming out, um, you know, out in Salton Sea, out on Bombay Beach, and we're out in the middle of nowhere. And there's just no, there's no bathroom there's no porta potty there's no nothing so i definitely have pulled a few like go behind the truck and just sort of figure it out um (laughs) which is not the way you know there's something i kind of love it on some level there's something that i really love about being you know being the person who's down and who can just get in there and and make it work um but yeah there was one night where you know we were out by like a shack in the dark and the cold. And then also there's no bathroom and it's like, no, stay where the light is. Cause you want to make sure there's no snakes or anything. And that, that was the point where I was like, this is, I don't need to be the only girl on set. <laughs> like I, I like being able to, um, 
to to you know to tough it out but i don't i don't need what if there was one other lady here who could be like hey we need a bathroom we need toilet paper what's happening you know um yeah so there the the feeling of being able to to be tough and make it work is something that i think i really respond to like i i kind of love that but there the uh, when you don't have that cushion of money around you, uh, things can sometimes get real, real silly, real fast. Um, and just, just because it's, you know, because it's Women in Horror Month, um, I'll just mention something that popped into my head just then, which is that um, I've worked with very few women directors on professional sets. I've worked with tons of awesome women in the low to no budget zone. Um, like amazing, amazing women in control, in power, um, you know, and as far as, you know, of the generous handful of commercials that I've done, none, zero of them have been directed by a woman. So um, if you're out there and you think, should I give women a whole bunch of money to make things? Yes. Give women money, and they can make things. Well, I would say, like exactly what you said there about independent uh, horror films, because that's most of my friends and people we have on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're much more. You know, it's not even really a question: Do we let a woman, you know, uh, do a horror movie? You know, they're directing all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but but not a lot of uh, not a lot of money power right, right. behind. Uh, behind that and there's some you know some amazingly talented women that i know who would be kicking so much ass if if someone just <laughs> slid them some some money and said like go for it go ahead and do it so that's my that's my hope that's my wish this christmas is that all the women get money to make things Very good by the way i like the cup thank you uh, I didn't. I didn't uh, select it on purpose. <laughs> it's just what? always Halloween. Right. Jack got me cups. this cup. Thanks, Jack. Good earrings too. I like those. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, these are. I bought these recently. These are replacements for a, a pair of chainsaw earrings that I used to have and then lost. So I just recently got these. I was like, I only had you know, 10 minutes in between my last audition and this. So I was like, what am I going to do? Do I look all right? Do I, I need something horror. <laughs> you know, my entire life is horror, but what am I going to do? Oh, I know. Yeah. So, chainsaw. Thank y'all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, what are just your favorite horror movies? We asked, you know, the ones that scared you, but what are some of your favorite horror movies? No, I'm so bad at choosing favorites. I remember um, you mentioned this earlier, but yeah. Um, I love, the thing i love reanimator i love uh rosemary's baby i'm not just saying that because we just mentioned it it's one of my favorites um i love lately uh, this is like a new favorite but uh ravenous is sort of like just in the last year really climbed up to the to the top of my list i love ravenous um uh i love Argento, uh, you know, so really, 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 really into opera, Suspiria, both Suspirias. I love both Suspirias. Um, I do you know, too. I thought that was one of the better remakes. Oh, it was so good, and and it lived in its own space. Yeah, it's it had its different. own. It had its own flavor. The music, oh my god! Because when um, I first heard they're remaking it, it's it's a weird movie for me to uh, to picture remaking because it wasn't really about the uh, the plot of the movie. It's more like the atmosphere. But they did mm -hmm. something completely different with it. Yeah, yeah, and like visually so unique. Like I wouldn't have thought that if somebody had taken away, you know, the the juicy colors and the you know ostentatious sets that i love so much about the original suspiria that i would have loved it but i do i i love i it it, it just changes it so completely and it makes it so I, I love both of those movies so much um yeah i really love um i love 
what am I trying to say? <laughs> I love, uh, I love suspense. I love, uh, an unreliable narrator. I love ghosty stuff, uh, creatures. Yeah. Fright night, big time. I love, uh, a, a big goopy movie. Like I know a lot of people say, you know, I don't want, I don't want all that torture porn. I don't want all that gore, but like, like a, a movie with goop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of demons specifically. Okay, it just demons, popped into good. my head. I was thinking like street like, trash or something. But yeah. 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 Uh, that's a, that, that was a introduced to me by, I'm just going to spend my entire time talking about Jack. Jack showed me that movie. <laughs> he loves that movie. Um, I'm a I, fan as well, so. I slept through it the first time. It was not, I don't know how I would think I was just really <laughs> tired, but um, greatly enjoyed it. I love um, uh, Frankenhooker. Uh, you know, uh, 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 I love Dead Alive. Um, yeah, yeah so I, I think I think those fit into a, a goopy. <laughs> I want something that that gloops up and then and then explodes. Yeah. Um, we recently rewatched uh, The Howling. I love I love the transformation in that. Um, I just saw Night of the Hunter for the first time. Oh, really. Oh my god, I loved That's it a great so movie. much. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And and you know, as far as it, that counts as horror, right? I think I I I count it's, it. I mean, it's certainly suspenseful. It's certainly yeah, dark. But like I think it I think it gets put in that category. Yeah. It was just it, it's gorgeous and haunting and beautiful. Um I'm really into Korean horror. Uh so like um the host I'm a big fan of the host too. Yeah. The host uh Thirst um yeah, there's there's a lot of of movies in that in that zone that I really enjoy. So not I don't I I'm sure that as I'm like listing off all these movies I'm not saying the thing that's like, "Oh, duh, of course that's my favorite," but I like a lot of things. Uh Melinda Decay says you are great, Liesel. Melinda, <laughs> hi. She's so good at acting. She's she's just the best. She's the best at acting, Melinda. Uh, and just like just a lovely human. I have to shout this person out because they just sent in a super chat. But so it's a shout out to Princess Unicorn Nipples for sending us uh, some some money here. But, oh, what's yeah. up? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that. how you follow that, but uh, how how do you follow you, Liesel? Uh, if people want to see what you're up to. Oh, um, on the on the internet, right? Or, or, yeah, on or the street, yeah, but at a your house, I don't know. Distance. Whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Hanson L on Instagram. Um, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, if you can spell my name right, you can find me. <laughs> that's the that's the trick. Yeah. Um, well, if I you're also this, you can just copy and paste it. Oh yeah, brilliant. Um, also, uh, I am on hiatus right now because COVID happened and I couldn't, couldn't, uh, continue in the way that I wanted to, but I started, uh, one of the things that sort of started my creative journey is I started doing, um, uh, a little variety show, oh, cool. uh, just in my living room and inviting one person over and doing, you know, as a way to sort of like loosen up the creativity, yeah. Um, just being like, do whatever you want. And it literally doesn't, don't even try to make it good. It doesn't even matter if it's good. That's always been um, my motto. Yeah. Right. I, it's really <laughs> liberating. I'm digging it. Um, but so, uh, that show is on Instagram. It's called cursed cabaret. Um, we did an entire season of it. I say we, because I'm talking about me and my dog, who's my oh, producer. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we did that. Um, and that Can was we follow Winston anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh just uh, just on my socials. He doesn't have his own. He's not he's not that big yet. No. Um, he's just a small he's closely boy. monitored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't trust him on social media just yet. Um but yeah, so my own personal stuff and then also check out Curse Cabaret and then and then also I'm going to be posting my short at some point. I'm oh. waiting on one more um one more festival to see if it gets in and if they say no then I'm going to be like I think that's it. And uh, and just put it up online so people can watch it. Very good. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for being on. This has been very fun. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great seeing y'all and yeah, it was a great and time. meeting you, Troy. Yes, brother. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Hell yeah! yeah. And thank everyone for uh, listening. A lot of people in the chat tonight. Woo woo woo! Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye, everybody. I'm gonna wait. Bye. Good night. Bye. Wait. Bye.